You're listening to Love, Sex, Business with the Boss Ladies of Detroit. I'm your host, Ayana Williams-Jones, owner of Twin Resorts, Pedicure and Shoes to Go Day Spa, and Boss Ladies of Detroit Business Consulting. And I'm Naya Marshall. I own Ivy Kitchen and Cocktails, Diamo Development, and Detroit Decontamination. And we're your hosts for the official Boss Ladies of Detroit podcast. Our guest today is Passion Murray, an environmentalist and entrepreneur, nationally known for her work in waste reduction, recycling, and reuse of materials. She's the co-founder of Detroit Dirt, a composting company that specializes in providing compost and food waste solutions for the Metro Detroit business community and founder the Detroit Dirt Foundation, an organization that works on environmental projects through education, research, and serving the public with programs and services on sustainability and improved waste to resources management practices related to food and corporate responsibility. Welcome, Welcome Passion. passion. <laughs> Thank you. That was a lot. That was. <laughs> and I think it wasn't enough periods in the <laughs> Might, might have been some errors in, in the sentence structure. <laughs> it's okay. They get the idea. Yes. <laughs> well, I think it's a lot because you just do so much, you know. It's 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 a lot that you do. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, uh, I guess we'll start with the environmentalist part because that's what you just described. Um, I grew up in on the west side of the state, and so I grew up going to my family's farm in Mississippi, um, and that somewhat had a lot to do with, with who I am today, not really knowing at that time. But my dad also had contracts with the city of Grand Rapids and the county, and so I grew up going to the landfills. And so throughout my childhood journeys, jumping in out of trucks with him and having those contracts as well as um, being out in the environment, it had basically impacted my life. And along the way, um, I had some opportunities when I left undergrad. I went to HBCU, uh, Texas Southern. Hey, 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 TSU. Um, after coming back from TSU uh, and moving back to Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids was investing hundreds of millions of dollars in building a more efficient city. So I was able to um, really have an accelerated education on what what we know as sustainability today. And um, that was really the pivotal point. Uh, lobbying for Sierra Club, National Wildlife, Al Gore's Repower America. There are a multitude of things that happen. Um, and just being able to um, consult for companies and individuals, um, I just felt like my calling and my purpose was you know, to help repair the environment, but also to create pathways for the youth. Um, that's just something that's dear to my heart. But at the end of the day, the environment, I just feel like my purpose was, uh, my existence is to bridge that gap between uh, the science translation of what climate resiliency really is, uh, because it's so scientific. So many um, people and publications and experts have made it so scientific that people don't really, they associate it with the weather, but it's not just the weather. It's more so of, of our carbon footprint and our responsibility as far as taking care of the ecosystem as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's basically how I arrived. I mean, you gave part of the resume, but there's like two other companies that I actually uh, own and that I'm involved with. Tell us about, Tell us about it, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so uh, this lady sitting to the next of me, uh, Naya Marshall, <laughs> we co-founded. Our wonderful co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> we co-founded a company called Culture of Carbon, and um, the whole purpose of Culture of Carbon is uh, over the last two years, I was trying to beg her to get involved with um, the mission around the environment and we were at the UN and while we were at the United Nations part of my reason for wanting her to, to attend those meetings with me is I saw an opportunity to build a market um, in the world globally uh, because so many uh, folks focus in on their which rightfully so their focus is their expertise and what they're doing but from an economic standpoint, we all need to be coming together and unifying on this front. Like whoever's focusing on, you know, uh, the water or the ocean, those who are fo um, focused in on air pollution, those who are focused in on healthy soils such as myself, we can't have like a fragmented movement. We really have to look at how the ecosystem works as a whole. So we were focusing, Naya and I, on helping corporations with their framework around um, waste reduction, materials management, and giving them this um, basically accelerated uh, viewpoint from our lens on how their corporate and social responsibilities should be embedded in uh, to their day-to-day. -day. And there's like a countdown going on in the world. There are these UN sustainability development goals and so everybody on an individual level as well as corporations should be aligning with those goals. Um, and then, you know, there's my, I have my own brand, so, which is Passion Inc. But basically that is just helping to influence the culture around this. I feel like more people who look like us uh, have an opportunity and a position to influence. Um, and, you know, when we go into these meetings, we don't see a whole lot of us sitting in there, and it doesn't... Shout out for being at the table right, and showing up. Right, and it doesn't mean that we don't have the knowledge or the capacity to make the decisions. We're just not being invited uh, into those rooms, and so I feel like now's the time more than ever where we can create our own paths and, like you said, build our own tables and make decisions because... Our health, the health of human beings as a whole, is impacted by this. And more people who look like you and I are the ones who are being forced out of their their confines or their, you know, their areas. Indigenous people who live in certain parts of the world are now migrating because of storms, because of disasters. Uh, people who look like you and I, people of color, are, are being impacted by incineration and sure. incinerators and landfills. Right here in Detroit. Right yeah. here in the city of so, Detroit. So our health is, you know, being impacted. Um, and I think it's time for us to, to start focusing in on that uh, because for generations to come, we want more young people to understand that they can take a position and a role within this. Passion, we know you're from the west part of the state, more specifically Grand Rapids. Um, what, what brought you to Detroit? Because we know you went to Grand Rapids and Houston and probably a, a bunch of other things. One thing that wasn't mentioned is Passion was a collegiate uh, athlete. She played basketball for four years for TSU as well. But um, what brought you to Detroit and made you make Detroit your home? You you are a Detroiter. You've been here for over 15 years. What, what brought you here and what does that mean to you? I grew up 
my parents and I were like the three amigos. So we grew up going to New York and Chicago, uh, L.A. And, and Detroit was always right down the road. And to be honest with you, a lot of my white friends that I grew up with, they went to Chicago and other cities, but they never really came to Detroit because of the stigma and what people hear about it. But I was always attracted to Detroit. I mean, I can remember my parents bringing me here to go to the festivals, the African World Festivals. We we saw the color purple when it uh, premiered. Um, Detroit has always impacted me culturally. And so I was like, if I was ever going to live in, a, in Michigan, it would have to be in Detroit. And um, 80% of the population, look, you know, being black, that's attractive to me because I feel like I want to be a part of our culture and help sure. shift uh, what we do and who we are um, and influence in that way. But Grand Rapids gave me an opportunity, um, and I can't deny that. They, they taught me everything about sustainability. But when I started researching and I found out that Detroit really hadn't um, integrated policies around this, I felt like I could lend a helping hand or at least I should reside in the city and uh, make a contribution in that way. So I've always been attracted to the culture here, the music, uh, the leadership uh, from the city, all the families, the black families that impacted automotive, the automotive community. I've always had a love for Detroit. I, I didn't know that I would be living here, but I've always resided in black, majority black cities for most of my life, with the exception of growing up in Grand Rapids. Question. Just for someone like me who's not really, um, my background is more real estate, uh, corporate, de define sustainability for sure. that person that really doesn't understand that. Sure. Yeah, so it's such a broad term, uh, but when we're looking at the environment, it's really about conservation. And what an individual should be thinking about is how much energy usage they um what are they doing on a day-to-day -day within their own carbon footprint? Like, what is their, their gas mileage? Can they turn off the television when they don't need it or their lights? It's all about your energy and your impact as far as how and what you're doing to inf impact the environment, right? So sustainability is really about you thinking about the ecosystem as a whole, what you can do collectively with people, and what you can do individually. But sustainability can be looked at as survival as well. I mean, it's such a broad term, but if we're just gonna focus in on the environment, it's really about your impact with the environment. Like if you can, if you can walk to the grocery store or take your bike, or you know, if you could Uber it with your friends instead of all of you guys driving individually. You know, if you can rely on mass transportation, um, instead of, you know, using your vehicle. When you're at home, look at your, your utility bill. You know, if you spent $300 the, the month before, why is that? Was it because you left the lights on all day and, and you didn't really have to? It's really about your footprint, your carbon footprint, and, and, and what, what you can actually do um, with plastics. You know, we, we, we have a lot of water bottles. We waste a lot. My area of focus is waste reduction primarily, and we waste so much in the world, clothes and material and, 
Well, not in my house because every time I have a half bottle of water, they know it's mine. So they put it back in the refrigerator <laughs> until I finish it. Do you recycle? The question is what you do with the plastic. Are you recycling? Well, I throw it away. <laughs> but, you know, at least it's not a half bottle of water. They, they nicely put it back in the refrigerator and then they make it to where you won't get another cup unless, you know. I finished those. So so for all those that don't know, the city of Detroit does have a recycling program. Uh, you can literally contact your city council member, your city council office, the city county building, and get a blue can delivered to your home from Green for Life. And you can recycle all your cardboard, your paper, your plastics, all these things that contribute to your carbon footprint. And the goal, the ultimate goal of sustainability is to reduce that. And they, and they all can look up the UN Sustainability Development Goals because that's everything from immigration to recycling water, your parts per million with air quality, um, soil, agriculture, regenerative, um, meaning keeping everything in, within a closed loop cycle so we repurpose and reuse everything. But to Naya's point, uh, the city is doing a great job, even with Scott Benson and the Green sure, Task Force. Absolutely. There's a Green Task Force mm-hmm. now. Um, I think that the more of us who really think about this and, and think about the businesses that can be created with this as well, because at the end of the day, the bottom line, you know, is from an economic standpoint, there's so much opportunity, too, that aligns with these goals. And and so I, Naya and I are always encouraging uh, others to look at, you know, those opportunities. And How do you monetize it? Yeah. That's what I um, try to tell people is, you know, you the greatest thing about starting a business is starting a business out of need and mm-hmm. paying attention to your surroundings of what's not there. People are always like, oh, my God, I didn't get to start that. But there is so many things. If you pay attention to what's going on around you, there's sure. a lot of things that are not being done that mm-hmm. you can do. And, you know, sometimes I say being first isn't always the best. No. Because the first person gets to iron out the kinks and <laughs> the second person gets to reap the reward. And yeah, and sure. also, you know, it's just the thing that no one should think that just because someone is doing one thing that they can't do it as well. Mm-hmm. There is enough space, enough room, enough seats at the table for everyone to participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I want to note about passion that I know personally because – as she stated, we are we are partners, we are friends. Uh, um, is that passion is on the Green Task Force? Passion is also on the Marijuana Task Force for the City of Detroit. <laughs> so uh, there, there's a there's Shout a lot out of uh, <laughs> recreation. <laughs> there's a lot of different components to this that we probably and perhaps this will probably be a part two with her. Uh, that we won't get into today, but she is on when she means when she says green, she means green. So <laughs> go green. <laughs> so we just we just want to point that out as well, and um, uh, know that there is uh, organics and in, in, in marijuana as well. You know that things affect that affects your body. Can you explain that a little bit as well? Sure. Um, well, personally, I had a major surgery back in 2017. Um, I was starting in 2015. I was dealing with a lot of blood clots and blood issues. And, um, you know, as you know, doctors like to prescribe meds, big Narcos. pharma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And the one thing that I knew is I didn't really want to rely on that. And so I had a few surgeries at UCLA in LA. I, I stayed out there for part of my recovery. And then a year and a half after that, I had some um, where they were doing a lot of testing to see where the clots were originally coming from. And then U of M actually performed the major surgery where I actually had my heart taken out and they removed scar tissue from my lungs. And so after staying in the hospital recovering from that, my doctors were mm -hmm. like, um, I was like, oh, I don't really need, you know what I mean, those, those meds that you're prescribing, uh, especially when, um, when they were discharging me to leave. And so they were like, what? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to smoke some marijuana you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so they were like wait a minute all the pain that you've been in I was like oh yeah I've been taking a little bit of edibles here and there in the hospital and I was like I'm, I'm good I'm, I'm good right <laughs> and so they they were just like they still kind of chuckle and giggle all of them the cardio team everybody because they it's in my records that you know that's how I recovered and so when people who my my godfather had cancer I was you know, helping him. I gave him, you know, cannabis as well. And so to me, yeah, recreational, it can be a fun thing as well. But health wise, you know, throughout history, it, you know, mm -hmm. it definitely is a solution. And I think that people rely so much on, you know, chemically based foods, on pills, on so many things. Well, there's a, um, a whole economy out there that's supported by that absolutely so if there's you know if it's beneficial financially <clears throat> then that's the push but you know health healthy wise you know if if it made sense then they would do it but absolutely. because it doesn't make that it did did not at that time right you know? so now that it makes sense financially now that it's becoming legal now that Colorado had to build about five apartment buildings to hold their money right <laughs> <laughs> you know now we'll take one <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah. now it's becoming oh by the way yeah you know we can do this well you probably wouldn't have a whole bunch of you know strung out people out here had they had that thought and not that alternative money yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah absolutely the opioid the opioid crisis is what she's referring to mm -hmm. so, definitely yeah Passion, um, let's, let's talk about love. We've been talking about business. Let's talk about love. <laughs> how, how are you balancing? Yeah, I wanted the friend to bring it up. <laughs> yes. we, we, we know that you travel all over the world. Mm -hmm. how, how are you balancing your love life with that? And we'll just add love and sex together. There you go. So love, that, love, and, you know. love means sex in this case. Yes. Okay, love and sex, that's very important, you know. Um, <laughs> I would never, ever deter anyone from thinking any different uh, about love and sex. They're both the same. Well, in this, I, in this, in in this, this question, sense. only in this sense. <laughs> they're, they're very different. They're very different. Some people like to refer to sex as maintenance. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with a little maintenance. <laughs> the maintenance man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little bit of maintenance. Always need a plumber. <laughs> this one over here um, <laughs> you know what right now I, I I I am not currently you know like I would say dating if you will um, I've been so focused and on work but I will say that love and and sex are very healthy uh, for the human body and the soul 
Um, I think that from a spiritual standpoint, um, who who <laughs> <laughs> who you're sharing and 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 yeah. who you're sharing your love with, whether it's you know when we start breaking love down, but I think that love is. Um, I think that it's people have tried to make it like underrated to a certain extent mm-hmm. from the you know in recent times the soul ties are real real yeah and i think that love is such a beautiful thing you know what i mean just get um, connected to someone is just you know what i mean in the in the physical in the flesh and spiritually mm-hmm. i think it, unilaterally i should say that mm-hmm. is important you know and it just makes the whole thing blossom like a tree or a flower and if you're on the you know i i bring up that equally yoke yeah, you know so yeah. much you have to share those same you know when it works it works yeah principles values mm-hmm. and that's what I was saying about spiritually like you know I love God more than anything and and one thing that I have been great at is is dating like-minded individuals like mm-hmm. you're saying who uh cherish their spiritual belief um we know that sex is important a lot of us enjoy it and it's something that we've been blessed with as well you know because it's important it's a part of the human uh our 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 being if you will in existence but i haven't um really been uh dating lately so i i you know but I have love all around me and I see beautiful people who are in relationships that my parents have been uh, married for a very long time. Um, and the love that they've had for one another is awesome. I've had, you know, I have friends who um, are very much in love and, and they and they support one another. And they've been, you know, my like women that I've came up with and grew up with, um, they were never, I don't think any of us looked at it in a negative way where some people feel scorned or heartbroken. Mm-hmm. You have to go through that in life, I think, as, as, a, as a young person growing up. You learn, you have, I think being heartbroken actually helps you build on that because you know what you're looking for. I had some outstanding men in my family, so they always were a great standard on what you can look for in a man. And do you think because your parents are still married is one of the reasons you take it so seriously and you're like, I'm not, you know, I'm not just, you know, going to play around with that. Yes. Well, have you played around? Like, let's talk about before (laughs) we got here. (laughs) See what I'm saying when your friends interview you? (laughs) Listen, I'm just leading it, you know, I'm just ushering it in. <laughs> she thinks that I'm a player. She's always thought okay, that when's about your birthday? February sixth. I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm about love. You see, you were like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. We're, we're, good, we're good people. You, you know are. we we you're, love but you guys are very um <laughs> We're humanitarian. You are and you're very uh nonchalant. Laid and, back and, and laid back and very quiet with, That's not um, passion. At times, <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. It is at times. At with times. their love life, oh, with their love no, life. At you times, know. all of it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're love right. life. Yeah, it's it is a serious thing for me. And um, I, you know, my parents. They, my mother, she married my stepfather when I was five, and so they had, you know, so it was like my dad, my stepfather was married, and my mother had my brother and I. But when they merged the families, the beauty in all of that was. 
they loved one another, but they also, um, through all of that, those dual families and bringing them together was a beautiful thing, too. And I think that people have these myths about what a family structure is, sure. and they try to define it for one way. You can't. You, you can't uh-huh. do that can't. in this world. Like, families mm-hmm. are made up of a multitude blended, of things. Blend, and, you yeah. know, I call them blended families. From, uh, your your family is who I, you identify as your family. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes, French, it's not your, your it's blood not your family. Blood. Absolutely, yeah. you know. Blood and yeah. fr- friends can be just as important. That's, can A lot of us are rooted in a foundation of friendship. Absolutely. Where mm-hmm. our friends have been there for us and helped us get through things that our families haven't necessarily been able to and I think you know like reach us on exactly I have my my best friend can probably calm me down a lot quicker than my sister can yeah you know she knows the exact words to say the exact things not to do to do that you know that pushes or inspires everything you know yeah yeah but I think I mean if if those who are all here listening, I think when they are looking for a mate or um, searching uh, for love to make sure that they find someone that will allow them to be who they are as an individual, but also look at what they can build together. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times people, they, they, you know, you're you're out here not necessarily searching. And I think that with women and men, you really shouldn't be searching. You should allow whoever it is to come to into your life you. to find you, yeah. And to sometimes compromise certain things, you know. You may not like to do certain things or, you know, but if this person likes eating seafood and you don't find something on the menu that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We get so caught up into these little uh, minor things that don't matter. But I think if a person is to your point, spiritually yoked, start there mm-hmm. in a relationship with love because everything else will fall into place to me. Um, but we have to we have to be happy in this life. You have to be in love with yourself in order. And I think if you love yourself, then you can love someone else. You know well, what I mean? Well, you can't love someone else if you don't without love yourself. loving yourself. Absolutely. Um, I, Will Smith and Will Smith did a powerful whole um series on the moment he realized that he couldn't make Jada happy like you can't make people happy you're either happy or you're not and it comes from within because you can try and try and try all you might and if you're just not a happy person you know yeah, me sitting yeah. over here bouncing around you're still gonna find something wrong with the bouncing around exactly. and I can give you everything you want but only deep down, you know. You have to love yourself. Yep. Yeah, you have Bottom to love line. yourself. Yeah. You have to love yourself. And I think it's too being fulfilled in a lot, in a multitude of ways, like loving what you do when you wake up every day, um, getting to know yourself, wanting to constantly evolve spiritually. Um, I Because in my journey, it was always like, I'm like, I'm going to be wrong about something to, maybe today, and I might be wrong again. Um, but I've gotten some things right, but it's important for me to accept constructive criticism from others. It's important for me to have self-reflection and to continue to evolve in this life. Mm-hmm. I think when we, you know, settle in and think that we have the best of the of everything and we become complacent with whatever it is in life, we, we're going to experience stagnant growth. 
and I, I you won't grow I should say stagnation and it will prevent you from growing but I think if you're open to being the best version of yourself sure. at all times mm -hmm. and never really you know relying ab just upon what people say you can you know take feedback and, and assess things from with your friends and family but if you're truly wanting to be the best version of yourself you have to constantly strive and that's a it's a lot of hard work but it in the end it, it pays off for children for parents for family friends whomever because you're willing to you know constantly look at how to be the best person that you possibly can be. And that's right. all anybody can ask. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's just like Ayala Vanzan say, do the work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the work is the most important yeah. part, if you ask me. It you is. Know? And today, it's the today, hardest. It is the hardest. That's why so many people today get caught up in the allure of the work and not the actual work. You well, know? everybody so. makes it look easy. Yeah. So, you know, you see, uh, for example, Cardi B, you see her now on Instagram and she's, you know, powerful and she's made it and what everybody considers made it. But they didn't see those years where she was, you know, swinging from the pole and how some nights she probably didn't like exactly where she was or where she had to be at but that was the work that she had to do to get to where she is today yeah. mm -hmm. and a lot yeah. of people don't want to do the work yeah. true yeah. Yeah. sometimes when you're called to do things as well it may not look the way that you envisioned yeah because the vision is constantly changing you know and sure. you have to be willing if you're you have to be willing to be uncomfortable too and that when you're saying and most of us don't want to be uncomfortable exactly. the moment we actually get to a place that even brings us some level of discomfort we retreat mm -hmm. yeah. when you don't know that's and you just go your back storm. to you go back to the comfortability you, you can you can you can race through the storm yeah. yeah yeah and i've had some uncomfortable moments and i think i've i ran for my purpose to a certain extent because i was hanging out partying that's probably what Naya was referring to years ago, calling me a player and everything, because I'm I not a player. That. But that's what you were insinuating. You're not a player from the Himalayas. Jerome in the house. No, no. I'm I'm not you I'm not a player. That. You move past that. <laughs> yeah, I, I evolved, you know. Um I, you know what, hun? I grew up being all of these things that everybody else wanted me to be because, you know, private school kid, um, trying to do what's right in the community, always wanting to live by a certain standard. And when I moved to Detroit, it just became a little easy to while taking a little partying, yeah, uh, for, for a little while. <laughs> it was a nice ride for about seven or eight years, but I, I retired from that about ten the, years ago. And then ago. at home training come in, and, you you know, it's like they reach their hand in and, and snatch you back to reality. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the spirit, the voice was always there, like, we'll be waiting on you because mm -hmm. you know what you're supposed to be doing. So mm -hmm. you, you can get out here and hang out and do whatever you want, but you know what your responsibilities are. <laughs> so what's next for Passion? Passion Murray, Detroit Dirt, Detroit Dirt Foundation, Culture of Carbon, Passion Inc., et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What's next? Yeah, so I'm I'm excited um, about the movie, the Kiss the Ground movie. It's going to premiere on Netflix on September 22nd. And they basically went around to speak to a bunch of A-listers, um, Giselle Bunchen. 
Yep, Rosario Dawson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is going to narrate the film. Mm-hmm. And I had the honor of being able to represent Detroit, and I thank them um, so many times for coming here and having a black woman, you know, do that piece or that segment of the film because we're just not portrayed in the climate space at all. First mm-hmm. of all, we're not. And then second, the movie... Um, is such a great translation for all people to really understand, you know, water, air pollution, uh, healthy soils. It's mostly focused on soil because um, a lot of times when we when we throw waste in the landfills, it gives off greenhouse gases. Mm-hmm. And so it's talking about carbon management in this and, and healthy soils. What we eat, you know, is in our bodies. We are who we eat. That microbial community, all that science with the, with the soil, it's important for us to understand that, that we should be eating healthier foods, that mm-hmm. we should have healthy soil. But soil is a storage, and it filters water as well. So the translation of having all of these A-listers and experts come together to talk about regeneration, um, you know, farming from a healthy standpoint, not using chemically-based products, all that's going to be portrayed in this. And so I'm really excited um, because this is kind of the second time I've been pushed out in the media. The Ford ad was the first time where we got a million hits within a couple of days, and that was totally unexpected. But I'm excited about the film. I'm excited about the can of business <laughs> that Naya mentioned um, from a health If health you guys thing. need any testers. <laughs> we get, we'll keep you in mind for okay. that, absolutely. Okay. Now, I can't take the um, the stronger <laughs> Noted. We might have to name Julie a strand. I will not I'll name a strand after her. Name a strand after her. Yes, name uh, it a boss lady strand. Okay. So you can still do work, <laughs> and you can you can function. I need to be able to function. Otherwise, I'd be sitting there looking at the screen like tomorrow. I'm gonna do a whole bunch of stuff, <laughs> but today it ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I hear you, babe. We got you covered on that. And then um, the framework, the framework for corporations. Sure. We want to continue um, to help push the ball up the court and move the needle with all of the frameworks around uh, sustainability and those those goals, getting uh, corporations to look at their framework. Uh, we're going to lend a helping hand to the city of Detroit, helping them with their framework Absolutely. around policy. Um, And then I'm really excited about this program with the youth. Uh, I just recently um, aligned with GoPro, you know, GoPro, the little cameras. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to do some explorations uh, with soil so we can help create curriculums for the youth. Mm -hmm. I really want young kids who look like you and I to see themselves other than nothing wrong with being a rapper and actor and entertainer. Right. Mm -hmm. But I want them to see that they can become environmental lawyers or biologists or, you know, get their MBAs in in sustainability. So we're excited about creating that pathway for generations. Uh, But overall. And it's time because STEM had their, you know, and STEM is still a big thing, but STEM has had a great impact on changing people's mindsets. And it definitely starts in the elementary, um, you know, elementary middle school sure mm-hmm. you know area to get them um because it can change their their whole way of thinking absolutely yeah. it can mm-hmm. make girls who 
more confident in math, more confident in science, more confident in tech, all these things where, you know, there's an underrepresented misrepresentation of uh, women and people of color. So, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just excited about, um, you know, and in, in coming in contact with entrepreneurs such as yourself, just knowing about others, helping to promote them, uh, the unification, you know, us coming together. This is this is fun. This is a fun time in history where, you know, we can come together and, and stand strong because I, I've always told people, I've always, you know, shared this, but I think that, you know, black women really haven't been um, invited to the table. So now we're mm-hmm. building our own, you know, and we're not looked at globally, you know, the way that we're portrayed. And if people look at the facts and the statistics of how educated we are, sure. we're the most educated. I mean, we're getting, you know, we're creating businesses by the minute. We're entrepreneurs mm-hmm. all over the world impacting. And to me, I want to be able to amp- it, I think that should be amplified, but I also think that we should be lifting one another up because my thing is I'm looking forward to seeing more of us and in in, in being able to truly impact and get recognized for it. It's not about people just patting us on our back, but recognize our value. And, and so, pay for it. And pay yeah, for and it. And pay for it, yeah, <laughs> you know? because our, our women now, we're talking about money. We're not yeah. shying away from we know our value now. Absolutely. So res- mm-hmm. respect our worth, our value. And, and so that to me is one, one thing that I'm, I'm excited about is being able to represent us and coming together with other women to push that. Because I think black women, we have so much burden and so many things that we have to carry throughout life sure. that we, you know, p- people want to tell our story, but now we're telling our own mm-hmm. stories and, and, we know once again that we're rooted in a certain foundation and we're ready we're here now we're not going yeah. anywhere so that coupled with climate change and climate resiliency i'm just looking forward to to impacting and and really showing that from an economic standpoint we are not just the biggest consumers we can now create on our own and build our own platforms and get them out there. So, and that, and I'd say all the time, once we realize the power, yeah, of our dollar and the value of our dollar, and that how other people look at us, we need to start looking at us like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I went out the other day, and um, I told the young lady twice how I wanted my meal and twice she bought it back wrong and (laughs) my guy is like oh you know she's busy and I said no listen listen no I'm spending my money Mm -hmm. this is my tip that and you need to understand that that if I'm spending my money I'm not gonna shut up right I don't have to no, you want what you pay for. <laughs> exactly. I'm not asking you for anything free. I'm not asking you to go mm-hmm. above and beyond for me. All I'm asking you for is what I'm paying for. And, the, the and manager, I, don't, I don't think that's asking for too much. No. However, when you get muted mm-hmm. as being, because the minute you complain, that recently happened, and and I I normally just be like, okay, okay, no problem. Even you? I'm very you be like that? Even though I'm very meticulous about my food. Um you get muted. That's the restaurant owner. Because that's like a hairstylist going somewhere and getting their hair done. You know, they always got something to say. So right. you were quiet. I was, well, I did not want to offend. 
Yeah. You know, it it becomes one of those moments where as a black woman you don't want to be the You don't want to be angry woman. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be angry. You don't want to look like you know you're complaining. You know, and, mm-hmm. and the, the day pastor's like, No, Naya, get get and much yeah. like you, I asked for it twice. Yeah. You know? And I and told like, her to send it back. Yeah, you know? get it the way and like you said, you're supposed to have it the way that you ordered it. And yeah. you're you're patronizing someone you know, you don't go in the in a mall or order something online, and if it comes ripped or you know doesn't look the way that you want, you don't just put it on. You mm-hmm. you want to send it back and get exactly what you what you order. You know. And I hate the first thing they say. Well, we'll take it off the bill. I didn't ask you to that. take it off yeah, the bill. That's said, not yeah. my yeah. expectation. Right. I yeah. planned on spending money, but I want it done. Prepared the way that you want it. Yeah. Yeah, So So we know you have the movie coming out, Kiss Mm -hmm. the Ground. There's a world premiere, a virtual world premiere on September 26th. Uh, 22nd. 22nd. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. A world premiere, Kiss the Ground, September 22nd. Are you doing a, um, is there a uh, movie premiere here? They offered to um, have me showcase the film somewhere, but I haven't decided yet on where where it's going to be. Oh, you said we decided. I haven't yet, but oh, we will. We decided, yeah, because yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> you know I always like to dress up. Right? <laughs> there, there will be a movie premiere uh, somewhere in and around September twenty second. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does one get in contact with Passion Murray? Um, you can reach me at info at detroitdirt org, and. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. All I'm on that. All What's your Instagram? All I don't do a good, great job at it, but Naya and I are sharing, hiring some people, but we're going to share those <laughs> people that we're hiring. Um, Passion Murray, P-A-S-H-O-N-M-U-R-R-A-Y. Instagram, uh, Detroit Dirt is on Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook page. You know, I, I'm out there on, on social media, but Detroit Dirt for sure is, is everywhere. Uh, but yep, Passion Murray at Passion Murray is out there too. Yeah, awesome. Well, we awesome. thank you thank for, you for coming, coming on, coming out. Thank you. I, I'm so grateful to you both, and I, I this was a wonderful time. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. I look forward to being at the movie premiere. <laughs> <laughs> are we wearing Jimmy's? Where are we, what are we wearing? Well, we'll we'll throw we'll do a little Dior, a little Louboutin, a little Gucci for that, you know, because okay. I I know you know, so you'll okay. you'll it'll be a little. We might just have a little private screening uh, for oh, those of us, good. and then we can just vibe out and have a good time. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank Fashion you, Murray, very much. everyone. Thank you, thank you, and cut.